Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, Specialist Payroll Recruiters. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day from James Gray Associates Global Payroll Recruiters. I'm really excited to be joined by a big personality in the payroll industry, someone I've been following on LinkedIn for some time, uh, the curator of some brilliant content on LinkedIn. So if you're not following it, please make sure you do. Go and find him on LinkedIn. This is John Shalston. Yes. Is that correct? You did great. Fantastic. John Shalston, CPP, uh, Director of Payroll and HRIS for One America. Uh, John is... A bit of a legend in the American Payroll Association, I think it's fair to say. But rather than me give you a bio, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little about your background. Sure. I've been in payroll for 21 years this year. So I started off as a small payroll company, left there, went to work for a restaurant chain in Indianapolis, uh, Steak and Shake, worked there for seven years, worked for a cosmetic company doing payroll in Indiana, uh, started my first bit into global payroll. Canada, Australia, and the UK, and then I moved on to a company called Vertelis. I was there for nine years and just left three weeks ago and started at One America. So I'm uh, really involved at a local level at the American Payroll Association sure. in Indianapolis. I'm the president of the local chapter, I help teach our study group for CPP, and then I'm also involved at the National APA. I speak, I'm uh, just rolling off as a board of advisors to the president. So yeah, trying to stay involved and really love my payroll career. So. 21 years. Thank Good you. man, that's yes. quite impressive. And you mentioned global payroll. Obviously, I'm sat here in the global pavilion of the American Payroll Association Congress or the Exhibition Hall. You mentioned UK payroll as well. Yes. And you're a national payroll expert. Now, yes. for those not familiar, I've learned whilst I've been here that things, you know, states such as Pennsylvania have like 2,600 different tax rules and yes. changes. And there's a lot to learn just in state payroll, let alone global. Yes. So, talk to me a little bit about your journey into global payroll and some of the challenges you've been faced, but also how you overcame them and, and, and what you love about global payroll. Yeah, the I started off in global payroll, I think like anybody in payroll is by accident. Sure. So I started off, they I was at a job at Arbonne, they said, hey, we're opening up an office in Canada, do you think you could do the payroll? Sure, why not? And I think that's the best thing you can do in your payroll career is to say yes. Don't say no, say yes, sure. you can figure it out. So I started off doing payroll um, in Ottawa, um, Saskatchewan, and Quebec. So uh, Quebec is, I used to think the most challenging place I've ever dealt with, and then I got into Europe. <laughs> uh, did implemented those payrolls, ran it, it was great. Um, really enjoyed it, then I went to a company, Vertelis. I got involved uh, a little bit in China payroll. We had uh, payroll I helped out with comp, um, Indian payroll. When I first started there, they had a problem with the provincial fund, and I'm like, I'm sitting there talking with the accountant from India. And I'm like, this is a, this is a, this is a provident fund yeah. for the, for the UK, and everybody in the meetings just looking at me, and the two of us are just talking and having our own conversation, and we're like, well, we're just going to leave. You two've got this figured out. Um, then we had a problem with uh, our German payroll provider was going out of business, so I ended up leaving the project to replace that. Um, our UK payroll provider had gone out of business, replaced that payroll system. Twice now, twice I had to do that, um, and then I got involved uh, with the Netherlands and Belgium as well. So I would never say Quebec is terrible because I've done Belgian payroll. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I like that. I also heard from uh, Kira and Max earlier saying China is not particularly easy either. No, China is really difficult, and the thing that's really challenging about that is they want someone in China. They want someone to speak Chinese, and so my involvement was limited to the fact that I was helping them with compensation more so than doing the payroll process but one of my projects before I left my last job was to find them a payroll system that could do what they needed. They were doing everything by hand still. Sure. And they had a process that worked for them to remit taxes. And But the challenge was they spent so much time doing a monthly payroll because they did everything by hand. Okay. So I think there's a lot of great companies out there that could have really broadened their horizons, and that would have been one of my top projects before I left. 
So one of the things I've heard since I've been here is apparently the UK really isn't that challenging compared to some of the others you've come no, to face. So the UK uh, is great. I love UK payroll. It's straightforward. You know, you've got your taxes. You've got your, you know, you've got completing to the pension scheme it's great so it's cut and dry so uh, I think the UK is wonderful but to me the funniest thing about doing like English-speaking countries Canada and the UK are really similar okay but Australia is more like the US and I thought that was kind of amazing to me but there's a lot of commonality so the one thing I found in every country where you do payroll you make this much, the government's going to take a big chunk of it, sure. and then you bring a little bit home. Yeah, mostly for <laughs> Yes, every every country has their taxes, and you're going to pay them. So if, as long as you realize that, it's 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 really great. But Australian, by far, are the most laid back people I've had. Um, I used to do payroll at home on Sunday nights because it was noon the next day there, and we'd have problems getting paperwork in, you know, for a pay increase. And I'd call up like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I can't get your pay in." They're like, "No, always, Joan, just throw it on the next pay. We don't care." Okay. I'm like, so they're real laid back. Where if I did that in the U.S., somebody would be trying to hunt me down and kill me. So I think uh, one of the qualities of a true payroller came out there, John, where you're working on a Sunday. I think this will resonate with a lot of the people yes. listening to this podcast. You know, working all the hours of the day to get the payroll out. Yeah, and it's about it's it you. Max really puts it well with a passion for payroll. You have to care about what you do because it's a thankless job. Nobody ever calls you and says, hey, John, thanks for my paycheck. And so I think you realize that the more anonymous that you are at your job, the better you're doing. So um, my last boss was always surprised when I'd been at the company for a while and they someone comes up like, oh, I've never met John before. And she'd be like, I can't believe that you've never met them. I'm like, it's because I'm doing my job. They don't sure, have a complaint. Sure. So it's um, it's an expense for a company. It's usually the largest expense. So people want to get paid on time. They want to get paid accurately. If you do both of those things well, you're going to be successful no matter what country it is. Beautifully put. I have to say, the employees might not say well done, but here at the Payroll Podcast, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to raise their profile and say, well yes. done, John. Great job. And as you can probably tell, John is a quite a, uh, an energetic and uh, engaging speaker and as a result the APA always get him involved in the talks over here as well and you've been delivering a talk on something that's um, not that familiar with us in the UK which is about chapters and networking right yeah, and sure. a lot of the payrolls in, the, in America have uh, sort of chapters well I'll let you explain what sure. a chapter is and uh, maybe the UK can take some advice and, and set up our own but yeah I think it's a great idea so you guys have the Chartered Institute of Payroll Professionals. Sure. We have the National, uh, the American Payroll Association. So at a high level, that's the overarching for the national. But what they have underneath that is groups or networks of people, like in my case, Indianapolis. We have a payroll chapter for just people in Indianapolis. Now we're chartered by the National Payroll Association. Sure. So we follow rules and stuff like, and, and processes and procedures to make sure that we're aligned with the national APA, but it's on a smaller scale. So. There's about anywhere between 25 to 50 of us in a meeting. We usually do it once a month. We get together and we network and we talk to each other and we deal with issues that are pertinent to us, you know, particularly, you know, in, in the United States, you know, when, when Pennsylvania changed their tax code, great point Again, about that. Yeah, yeah we, we went through some things like that. Indiana laws are changing. Um, I just had a speaker from the state of Indiana come speak at our local chapter because they're changing the way they did the electronic remittance of okay. taxes. So they changed the process. We had them come in and speak. So the local chapter is a great way. I, I think of it as kind of the the foundation of what the national APA is built on. So you get people involved at a local level, they want to get involved at a national level. That's how it started for me. I got involved with my local chapter and I got really involved at a national level. But it's really good to network with people. Um, the first time I was president of our chapter, I was trying to grow our membership. Sure. So I went on LinkedIn and I took all my connections and, and I 
I looked at them and I was like, okay, there's got to be more people in Indiana or Indianapolis doing yeah. payroll. So I turned off first connections. I typed in payroll in Indianapolis and all the second and third connections came up. And I just sent a note saying, hey, we haven't met. My name's John Shoston. I'm the president of the local chapter of the APA. I'd love to connect with you and let you know more about our chapter. Not a single person told me no. Every person I sent an invitation to connected with me. So it's a great way to, you know, to kind of grow your chapters, use social networking and be involved. So uh, things like this and things that you do, but the local chapter is kind of the, creates the groundswell, I think, for sure. people's excitement with payroll. And, it, and it, it was a really great avenue for me to start down my career and being involved with the National APA. Fantastic. It's clearly you're, you're very proactive, which you need to be in payroll, right? right. And then uh, networking is, is really important. I don't think we do it enough in the payroll industry. Yeah, I think so. A lot of payroll people like to keep their heads down and stay in their box, stay in their lane. That's right. Don't challenge anything. And I think it's it's fun to see people like an event like this or things that you're doing where people kind of come out of their shell. And I think it's great because payroll has so much to offer. You know, all the metrics for people, um, how much money we spend, there's a lot of data in payroll and I think it can really help a company and help the industry, you know, your industry learn more about the people that work for you and what you do and how to get things done. So. Fantastic. And obviously, I'm always going to be pushing the power of networking. Being a recruiter, we've got to do it. We've got over 500, well, over half a million people in our payroll network. Yes. So if there are people listening to this that want to get involved and want access to a network to promote a chapter, you know, I'd be more than happy to help, and I'm sure John would as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm always available at John Chaston on, um, on LinkedIn. So I'm glad to help with that. I think anything we could do to help chapters grow and develop and get people to be passionate about payroll, People care about what they do, and you can tell by a conference like this, there's 3,300 people. So payroll is pretty important. So important. I think it's one of those things that, like you said, there's we're in, a, we're in a time right now, and from your business, there's more payroll jobs than there are payroll people. So where are they going to come from? They're going to have to grown and developed, or, you know, in my case, I just started a new job three weeks ago. Someone came and found me and wants to use my services. So I think there's a lot out there for networking and the things that you do great job that you do with helping promote payroll and recruiting people for payroll. So. Fantastic. Now, we're going to go to a quick advert break. Einstein famously said that insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We believe it's time to try a new approach to recruitment. JGA Recruitment specialise in recruiting the top 15% of payroll and HR talent using innovative 24-7 attraction strategies that are proven to improve quality of hire, candidate retention and return on investment. De-risk your recruitment process today and hire better talent faster with JGA Recruitment. Visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. So, obviously we're in the Global Payroll Pavilion right here, and I would like to just ask you, of what, you know, what challenges you're seeing in the, uh, in the global payroll marketplace at the moment? We've had uh, Kira and Max talking about compliance and data, but what other challenges are you seeing in the payroll market at the moment, and um, what are the things that you're doing to overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge, people don't know what they don't know, and I think people are afraid to ask. And I think people have a reliance on, oh, we found this vendor, and it's gonna be the magic bullet. They're gonna fix all of our payroll issues. There's no magic bullet. No, there's no magic bullet. The responsibility starts with you. You're still, no matter what payroll system you use, you're responsible for that payroll. Do the payroll, make sure it's done right, and find a partner that wants to work with you. My success when I started payroll in Australia and Canada and the UK, I didn't know anything about it. I went to, you know, in the UK, I went to Her Majesty's Customs and Revenue site. I learned a lot, but I asked my vendor, I said, listen, this is my responsibility, but I need your help. I will ask a lot of questions. I will need advice, and if I'm doing something wrong, tell me, because I'm gonna ask and wanna know. I don't think enough people take ownership and accountability, and I don't think people realize it's a marriage. 
that you have to work with your vendor and make sure you're doing things right because they're the experts in the field, but you're responsible for your job. So I think that's, I think the biggest challenge is I think people are too fearful to step up and say, this is mine. I don't know enough about it, but I'm gonna ask the questions and figure sure. it out. So I think from being someone in the US and being challenged globally by like, how could you possibly know how to do payroll in Indianapolis, Indiana? for the UK or Australia. Well, you can find out and you can ask for help. And I think the biggest thing people need to realize is you're not on an island, you, you know, well, you are in the UK, but, <laughs> yeah, <sure>. um, <laughs> but you know, you need to be able to ask for help sure. and realize your limitations and not be afraid to ask questions and grow. So I think that's the biggest challenge I see for people in the US who are getting involved in global payroll. Excellent, this brings us back to the power of networking again. Yeah. Interestingly, um, John wasn't here when I interviewed Max earlier on today on a, on a previous podcast and uh, the word that Max used and actually gave a, big, a really great description was marriage. And you've just used yeah. the same thing again with your vendor. I think yeah. the vendor relationship has changed a lot and it is much more about a two-way relationship now than it used, you know, than it used to be. Yeah. It's just interesting within three interviews, two of you have used the same word of marriage. Yeah. No, Max and I talk quite a bit and we've gotten a re really great relationship over the last three years we've known each other and we have a lot of commonality in our thought process it's you know it's your responsibility to own the payroll it's your responsibility to do it but work with your vendor and have a great relationship because the two of you are stuck together and it's like I said you know a marriage you know you're not gonna always be happy with each other but at the end of the day if you guys work together and make things the right way it's a pretty beautiful thing win-win yeah, yeah it's a win-win sure. for both you, know, you want to be successful and pay your employees and they want to be successful in business. So, so one plug I am going to make uh, just from your previous response as well, you mentioned Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs or yes. HMRC as we know it. Yep. For those that are listening from America, you might be interested to know that JJ Recruitment, which is the payroll business there, recruitment company that I, I represent, we actually placed the payroll manager for the Queen. Nice. How many people can say that? Exactly, right? It was You're quite exciting. Like, does that make you royalty by default? I wish it did. That'd be quite cool. We did get to go to Buckingham Palace. We got to sit in the portrait gallery and have a tour because we had to know the, what the officers looked like, right? Well, you know, I mean, how can you sell a payroll job without walking a mile in their shoes? So, exactly, exactly. There was no way we could have sold that job without seeing it. you up in a Bentley and drop you off and have the guards walk you around. I wish. Although we did see the changing of the guard from the inside of Buckingham Palace. It now, was I mean, very cool. say that. That's exactly. pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been the big challenge with every time I've implemented a global payroll. It's the first time I tell my wife about it. She's like, when do we get to go and how quickly do I need to pack my bag? So like, <laughs> I don't understand the we process, but um, it's amazing. I never have once left the US to set up a global payroll. Oh, wow. I've done it all remotely and scheduled meetings, like you said, working at you know 10 o'clock on a Sunday or going in late, setting a meeting to talk to somebody. You find ways to make it work. And you know, as big as the world is, it's pretty small. It's easy to network, it's easy to connect to people, it's easy to schedule a meeting or can talk on a phone and find resources that you need to do your job. So it's amazing. 100% agree, 100% agree. And it just shows how far technology has come as yeah, well. Exactly. Now, for those listening, um, you may be interested or curious to know how you can get to the, you know, reach the top of the, the payroll career ladder. John is someone who has done that. He's reached the pinnacle of the industry, in my view. You know, he's uh, head of his chapter, he's a very well known power manager. He's not just national, he's global, as we've established. John, if you could give one piece of advice to a payroll manager listening to this right now who is ambitious, doesn't really know where to get started, they've been a payroll manager maybe for a small, be it UK or national or global payroll, but they want to take it to the next level, what advice would you give them to help them take that next step? Uh, take charge of your own career. You're the only person that's going to help yourself. The days of someone's laying a path for you isn't there. You know, I went and got my certified payroll professional designation in the U.S. Um, I got involved at a local chapter. I got involved at a national level, and I never said no. 
I think the best thing I can tell people to do is if you get an opportunity to do something, don't say no to it. Try something, not be afraid to go outside your boundaries and not be afraid to ask questions. The only way that I know that you can learn is by asking questions, being involved and being inquisitive. So um, I've done a lot in my career that, you know, I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out. So sure. I always say yes. And, you know, I may not have the answer tomorrow, but I'll find it and get there. So technologies nowadays is wonderful enough that you can find the resources or ask somebody for help. Um, I have a great network of people that I, if there's something specific, and I, oh, I know that person that does that, I'm gonna go pick their brain. And you know what, people always say yes, they wanna help you, they want you to sure. be successful, but you have to take ownership. You have to be responsible. The days of somebody planning your career for you, you know, I'm gonna start this job and I'm gonna work 40 years, I'm gonna retire, those days don't exist anymore. So you have to be accountable, you have to take ownership and find the resources to be successful. Absolutely fantastic advice. I couldn't have put it any better. I think that's that's brilliant. I don't wanna also say from Johnny, he said he always says yes. So. I've obviously been following John's activities on LinkedIn for some time because he releases great content and he's very active, which I think you've probably established for the way that you've built your connections, right? Yeah. But also, I met you for the first time at this Congress. Yes. I asked him if he'd join me for a podcast. Straight away, there was a yes. We're sat down now doing it live. Yes. We haven't planned it. We've got no written questions down. Yeah. We're just sat having a chat. And, um, you know, you said yes straight off the bat. And this is a great way for you, hopefully, to raise your profile to those yeah. listening this now. And if you are listening and you want to raise your profile, this is just one way you can do it, right? Yeah. Getting on a podcast or branding yourself. But there's LinkedIn, as you mentioned. Yes. And it's just attending a Congress like this yes. where you get to meet so many great people. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing is the bigger your network is, the bigger your opportunities are. Um, I have a great relationship with recruiters in Indianapolis and they call me they're like, John, I know you're probably not looking for this job, but I know you're going to know somebody that is. And I always say yes, because there's no, you never know where there's going to be a time where you or somebody else that's in your position comes to me and says, hey, I can't find the right person, but will you help me? Sure. And, you know, there's going to come a time where something doesn't work out for me and I need help. I'm going to be able to go back to you and say, Nick. I had a problem, you were able to help me, look at what we did. So I think those are kind of relationships that you can, another way you can't say no is not be afraid to go and help and network. And we post jobs in our chapter for positions that are open and you know, being able to talk to a recruiter and say, I think that's another challenge for payroll people now I think about it is how do I sell myself? And I think that's Definitely. where you come in yeah. and say, you've got the skill, you got the skill, why aren't you talking about it? And I think people have a hard time promoting themselves and I think that's where it's nice to sit talk to somebody like you another recruiter and say man you've got a skill set why aren't you talking about this and I think sometimes the hardest judge you have is that person you look at in the mirror sure and so I think where you have somebody that can give you an honest opinion or share hey this is you know you're doing pretty good this but if you keep working at this I think this is where you go and I think that's a great thing about a recruiter that can give you an unbiased opinion sure. to tell you where I think help and grow in your career. I think you've articulated that better than I could. But interestingly, so I mean, I've spoken to loads of global pale professionals and, and national pale professionals about their talent struggles since I've been at the giving of this conference. And um, they seem to always come back and say, well, we just get people from LinkedIn, right? But the reality is half the community, half the pale network aren't on LinkedIn. Yes. And this is where networks like this are so strong. And I'm meeting you now and I know that if I get a position in Indianapolis and needs a global payroll and I can't yes. find that on LinkedIn, I'll pick up the phone and say, John, who have you worked with that you could recommend that might be ready for this move? Yeah, or if I don't know that person, I'll find out somebody that does and it'll still work that way. That's the great thing about networking and talking to people. Is it may not be right for you and it may not be right for one person you know, but two people away, it might be the right fit. 100%. And it's just, it's, just a ma it's a matter of leveraging people you know and getting to take advantage of opportunities. And I think, you know, even if it's not the right fit for you, like I said, say yes and ask people for help and you'd be amazed what you can accomplish. I think face-to-face -face networking is 10 times more powerful than a LinkedIn search. I think yeah, that's... no, I think it's wonderful. You know, it's hard for payroll professionals because we know everything about people. We know where, where they live, what they do, how much they make, 
but it's so nice to actually meet somebody in person yeah. and talk to them face to face because it's one thing, you know, when you short somebody $20, but you can see their face, how much that's impacted them. It's a whole nother story. So I, I've always been humble to my roots and said, you know, no matter how much money someone makes, if you, if you short them some, it's going to hurt them and their family. So think about that with what you do. So. I think one of the key things as well, right? I mean, we've met today, but I've been following on LinkedIn. We hadn't met in person. So it, I would be working, in theory, if I had a position for you, I'd be working off a CV. Right. It doesn't sell your personality. No. You don't get tone from a CV, right? But now we've met each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's much easier for me to sell you to a potential client if you were looking for such a standard yes. role now. But um, this is why also, you know, face-to-face contact, video interviewing, all that kind of stuff, the new yeah. tech, we can utilize that. And let's sell personalities. Let's sell people. And yeah. payroll's about people too now no it's exactly right payroll is people pay all you do is touch people you know the the only thing that you do is pay an expense and it's for people it's you know it's a it's not a commodity it's not a widget it's people your job is to take care of people and if you do it well you can be really successful so tell me about what you're most excited about then john let's go back to congress right now sure. your new role which has got new horizons which must be incredibly exciting yeah what are you most looking forward back. to yeah tell uh, me about it um at congress looking forward just it's it's we're halfway through now so spending time with people i know networking that part's my favorite thing meeting people like you that i've talked to Thank or you. linkedin connected to on linkedin but not ever put the sure. face with it so so that part's great um for my job i think it's just a tremendous opportunity um i've got a really good team i've got a really great boss and i feel empowered to do my job and i don't think that's the best part about having a job is to be excited about it, is feeling the empowerment and the recognition and the opportunity to do something i think my job does a really good job of you know explaining freedom for you to do you have a you know you have a you have a, a network of things that you can do at your job but you have the freedom to do it and make a difference and i like that i like being able to have the ability to change and drive change so it's a really good opportunity and i'm looking forward to digging my feet in and when i get back and making a difference fantastic well listen i know we've got we're limited on time and i think that's uh, almost a good way to finish but i'm gonna ask one more question because sure. i think you're going to be able to answer this with the uh, the gusto and enthusiasm that, that we need in the industry right yeah. i think there's a slight problem we're going to be faced with over the next few years and i think that's uh, bringing new people into the industry so it's great we've got loads of experience in this hall but there aren't enough millennials coming through and, and, and graduates and uh, how do we sell global payroll to people that aren't decided yet what career direction they want to take, maybe they're at university, maybe they're at school? Sure. How do we encourage them to choose payroll as a career and what can we do to get more people taking payroll as a career choice? That's, how do we get them involved? Sure, I think payroll, you know, you, nobody grows up saying, hey, I want to be a payroll professional. You want to be an astronaut, you want to be a police sure. officer, you want to be a firefighter, but um, there's, you know, for me, Payroll either falls in two avenues. You're part of human resources or you're part of accounting. And so I've always viewed payroll as kind of the, you know, the unwanted love child between finance and <laughs> HR. Nobody wants to own it, but it's still really important. So I think to be excited, if you want a job where you touch everything, involved with everything, can make a difference and have a huge impact on a company, payroll is a really great career. And as far as a millennial goes, the sky's the limit. I remember when I first started 21 years ago, you've never heard of anybody being a payroll director. There's vice presidents of there payroll is. now. Yeah. Um, there's chief human resources officers that have come up the ranks being a payroll professional. Sure. So, you know, you have an endless opportunity. It's a matter of what you want to do and take ownership of it. I have a young lady that works in my office now. Um, she kind of accidentally ended up in HR. And I told her the other day, meeting with her, I'm like, you can go as far as you want to go. You just have to tell me and I'll help plan the roadmap with you. But I think it's a great way 
to get your foot in the door, to learn something that's a skill that's really valued that no one can take away from you. And there's always a need for it. As long as there's people working, people need to get paid. So it's a really good opportunity and there's always gonna be plenty of jobs to fill those to, to, that need filled. So I think it's a great opportunity. I think people should consider it if they're on the fence. Fantastic. What a great way to close. It's been an absolute pleasure. We've got a little bit of videos dipped down here a little bit. I'm not quite sure why. It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, John, to have you with us on the Pill Podcast today. So thank you ever so much. I hope you enjoy the, the rest of the Congress. We've got the party to come. Uh, but my name's Nick Day. I'm from James Gray Associates Global Payroll Recruiters. This is the Payroll Podcast. I look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. Cheers, John. Cheers. Thanks. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, Specialist Payroll Recruiters. If you would like to feature on a future podcast, please contact us. For a wealth of world-class payroll content, please visit us at jgarecruitment.com. See you next week.